0: Gracious and loving God, give me now the eye of the eagle, so that I may see clearly into the hopes and joys of your people. Weave my hand to the gospel plow and tie my tongue to truth. This we ask in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So we have entered some of the high holy days in the Jewish uh, tradition. Soon, I want to say maybe it's Friday or Saturday of this coming week, it's Yom Kippur. Well, every Yom Kippur, the Jewish, in the Jewish tradition, they read the story of Jonah. In the Christian tradition, we've heard this story of Jonah being in the belly of the whale. And we've probably heard it told to us in the fashion of, Jonah ended up in the belly of a whale, because Jonah didn't do what God told him to go and do. God asked Jonah to go to the Ninevites, and in our words, preach to them. Preach to them about changing their hearts. Preach to them about repenting from their evil ways. And help them to turn to me. And as you heard in the reading, Jonah really did not want to go and do this. This story is not just about Jonah being disobedient. This is also about Jonah trying to mediate who gets God's grace and who gets God's love. You see, Jonah was being sent to preach to the people who had oppressed his people and taken his kingdom. Jonah was being sent to preach to the terrorists. And so Jonah was mad about having to go preach to the terrorists. And that is how Jonah ended up in the belly of a fish, or well, whichever interpretation you want to go with. I like fish, because I'm wondering how it would fit in there, but anyway. That's... So that is why Jonah ended up there, because he wouldn't go and preach to the people that oppressed his people. He wouldn't go and preach to the people that we would probably call terrorists today. He wouldn't go and preach to the people that maybe mm, 70, 80, 100 years ago would have been the slave owners. He wouldn't go and preach to them because there is no way that he wanted God's grace to get to them. And you see, here in this story, Jonah ends up going to preach to them and what happens? The Ninevites actually repent and they turn to God. And what did Jonah say? I knew you were gonna do that. That's why I didn't want to go over there. I'm gonna sit here, I'm suck on this tree, I'm mad, I'm gonna He's really upset at God for forgiving the people that oppressed his people. Now here's the truth. As I went through that list of folks, would you want to go preach to your enemies? Would you want to go preach to the people who have oppressed you? Do you think that the people who have murdered and done some of the most horrendous things in our lifetime deserve God's forgiveness? Yet here it is in the Jewish tradition. They read this story every year during Yom Kippur because it is one of the days in which they seek to turn to God and they seek forgiveness as well. And that if God can forgive the Ninevites, surely God too can forgive you. But that is not good enough for Jonah. And I honestly believe we may be thinking, well I learned that that story in Sunday school and that's why I always do what God tells me to do. But do you have the will to go and preach and issue the word of forgiveness in God's grace to your enemies. This story on repentance when we think about repentance repentance in the Marcus Borg sense, who is one of my favorite biblical scholars, in the Old Testament, he discovered that repentance means to turn or to return to God. That is what happens for the Ninevites. They turn and they return to God. And this is what has Jonah so frustrated in this story. But now let's consider another story of God's forgiveness and God's grace. Consider our gospel today. Now, if the first one didn't make your blood boil, this one really will. The landlord is walking down the street and he sees some people hanging out and he's like, hey, what you doing on this corner? You want a job? It's 9 o'clock in the morning. I got a job for you. Why don't you go do and work, work in my bed? Work on my property. So he keeps walking down the street, <coughs> runs across somebody that's hanging out at about noon. One job? Yep, one a job. Okay, go work on my property runs across somebody else right around 4 p.m. Want a job? Yes, want a job, great, go work on my property. Five o'clock rolls around, it's the end of the day, everybody lines up to get their wages and the owner says, the people who showed up at four o'clock needs to get in line and go first. And then all the people that showed up later notice that the owner is paying the people that showed up at four o'clock the same amount. Now I know several of you have worked in jobs where you got real upset When the person sitting next to you didn't show up all week or showed up on Friday and still got their full paycheck. Or they showed up late and still got their full paycheck. That's what this story is saying. God is saying, I'm going to give it out equally to everyone is what Jesus is trying to explain in this particular story. That does not seem in our mind as the kids would say, well, that's just not fair. I was here first. I should get more than everybody else. I worked the longest, I did the most, I should get more than the people that showed up at 4 p.m. But you're gonna give them all the same amount? Jesus is attempting in this story to get the disciples to go beyond the mind that they have, to stop thinking in the terms and the sense and in the culture and the way in which the world worked at that time. Stop thinking that if you have the most money and if you are a Roman citizen and you look the right way and you dress the right way, that you would get more honor than anybody else would get. Because they were all about shame and honor. Just because you showed up late and just because you don't look right and dress right, you get the same amount of honor and freedom that everybody else gets in God's kingdom. And, Jesus teaches this story to try to get them to go beyond the mind that they have. Borg says repentance in the New Testament is about going beyond the mind that you have. So, just as in the Old Testament when they repent and turn to God, they receive God's forgiveness. And just as we, when we turn and go beyond the mind that we have, we receive God's forgiveness and a new way of thinking. It is all free, and it is all the same. There is no different dosage for you than there is for me or for you. It is all the same, and it is all free. Actors' Equity Association is a labor union representing theatrical actors, I don't know if you've heard of it, and stage managers across the United States. While SAG and Astra negotiates contracts, you've probably heard of SAG from the SAG Awards, television and radio performers' equity takes care of those who tread the boards, who are on Broadway and on national tours around regional houses in the country. Whether you are just starting out or you are a decade into the show business, There are three ways to join the actor's equity. You can get an equity contract, but that usually only goes to people like Beth Midler, who already has a name, who is already in. Or you can pay a fee and sign up and continue to work your way and earn points as you do different shows that qualify for one of these equity contracts. Or you can join a sister union like sad, which would then transfer your membership into this Actors' Equity group. Now the perks of having this equity card includes important protections, health and pension, collective bargaining, improvement in your compensation, and much, much more. When Marcus told me that people on Broadway are earning six, seven figures for dancing, it blew my mouth. That's when I said, My God, that's not fair. I have to go stand up and preach and speak and study and write and go, Why are they and he said, Where's my six? That's not a fair thing, but this is what this actor's equity card will do for you. But I want to tell you about another equity card. Yes. I want to tell you about God's equity card. Some have said that if you will confess. With your mouth, that Jesus is Lord and that He was raised from the dead, that you will be saved. Some have said if you confess and believe the Apostles' Creed, you will be saved. Some have said if you confess and believe the Nicene Creed, you will be saved. Some have said if you make any profession of faith in Jesus Christ, you will be saved. Some have said if you get baptized, you will be saved. Others have said, if you just join a church, you will be saved. I stopped by 9022 Long Point Drive this morning to tell you that no matter what qualification program you came through, whether it was Catholic or Catholic-like, Baptist or Naptist, Methodist or no Methodist, Pentecostal or no costal, free will or no will, UCC or you don't see. However, <laughs> however you get this particular equity card, once you get it, you got it. It's like the saying from Navy Federal Credit Union once a member, always a member. <laughs> you don't have to pay for it in order to keep it. You don't have to earn points like the other equity card to get to higher levels and to get better standards of forgiveness. But this program is just like AA. It works if you work it, and it won't if you don't. But here is one guarantee and one benefit that everyone gets for sure. If you have caused trouble, did something you are not proud of, or if you have hated others, hated yourself. Here is this radical idea that comes with this equity card. It's a radical idea called forgiveness. Borg says forgiveness is not dependent upon repentance. Now that blew my mind because he said, we are already forgiven, loved, and accepted by God. This is something that's very expensive, yet free. Not even Oprah can afford it, nor can she give it away. You are forgiven, you are forgiven, you are forgiven, and you are forgiven. Everybody gets forgiven. It's free of charge with this equity card. But, but, if you want transformation, You do have to do like the Ninevites. You must repent. Repentance is the only way to transformation. You can sin in the streets or in the sheets all you want, but the only way to repentance for transformation is through repentance. Remember, Borg said that repentance means to turn and return to God and go beyond the mind that we have. If you are saying, I can't do it, those are lies, you need to repent. You need to turn and return to God and go beyond the mind that you have. Change your thinking to, I am well able to do what I need to do when I need to do it. If you have said to yourself, I'm ugly, that is a sin and an affront to God's creation. Those are lies. You need to repent. You need to turn and return to God and go beyond the mind that you have. Change your mind and begin to understand that you are a unique, divine expression of God. Yes. Made in Christ's image. Our thinking, our way of living, we don't have to worry about whether we're forgiven we don't have to worry about does God love us does God accept us does God want us it is already done yes. that equity card is sealed your membership in that club is already paid for but if you want to be transformed if you want to be new it requires repentance you must Turn and return to God and go beyond the mind that you presently have. The equity card, God's forgiveness, God's grace, it is free. Your transformation, you becoming the person that you believe God wants you to be, is not. That comes at a price, and that price is repentance. Amen. Thank